0: Tamara was among the more dubious in the group as they dismounted the safari jeep and followed their guides into the dark canopy. Dubious, yes, but still curious when it came to the guides' claims. Africa was a wild land, but the notion that a man-eating tree of all things could persist undiscovered to all but a few was absurd. Yet as the guides led Tamara and seven others interested individuals down a shaded path, she began to understand how monsters could persist in a place like this. The party's two guides were jabbering in a language Tamara barely understood as she and the other assorted wildlife photographers and journalists followed deeper into the swaying trees. They walked for nearly half an hour before one of the guides threw his hand up, drawing the assortment of naturalists behind him to a halt. They had reached a sunlit clearing, and the subject of their interest stood directly in the center. It was about fifteen feet high. The first three of which were occupied by a shelled stump extending from the tree was a myriad of what could be only described as tentacles which, despite their utter lack of breeze, undulated gently as if underwater. water. Tamara stood transfixed at the sight. So it was real, yet veo, the tree that already sees you. All manner of chitters, chirps, squeaks and hisses came from the branches as they swayed in the windless air. It all sounded like the thing was whispering to Tamara, bidding her to come closer, and she wasn't the only one transfixed. The others in the clearing were standing in utter awe, mostly by the notion that such a thing could even exist, but no small part due to the song. A few went as far to step towards the undulating branches, but both guides stemmed these actions as fast as they could. Tamara noted that the tendrils reacted to the movement of those who strayed within a roughly ten meter area, seeming to mirror the motions and stretch towards them. The tree wanted to be touched, but surely none in present company could be so brash. The thing's tentacles were laterally extended almost to their full lengths now, and strict reinforcement from the guides prevented any present from violating that 10-meter area. It should have been common sense not to touch the tree. Even the myths called it a man-eater, but journalists weren't notorious for their brain power. Contrary to the guide's instructions, one man slipped away. They didn't see him, but Tamara did. She called out, and he looked over his shoulder as if to say everything would be alright. That was when the tentacle connected. It almost seemed gentle as it sat down on the man's shoulder, but his screams betrayed its intention. The journalist raised a hand to pry the tentacle off, but three more had already set themselves onto his back and neck. Both guides were yelling and swinging sticks at the tree, but it seemed unconcerned with their efforts. The man, its prey was now almost completely shrouded in writhing tentacles, and Tamara could see the places where some of them peeled away to reveal raw, skinned meat. The journalist's screams mingled with the tree's song as it effortlessly lifted him off the ground. The whole group erupted into panic as the journalist was lifted to a height of 15 feet, his form obscured by a writhing mass of tentacles. Tamara could only back toward the wall of the clearing as the tendrils slowly retracted into the stump, dragging their mirror's barely mobile form along with them. Unable to look away, Tamara took another step backwards, barely able to comprehend what she'd just seen. As she backed away, she heard the sound again the whispering sound of branches that writhed like snakes as they coiled tenderly around her shoulders. <laughs> snickersnack Snack Podcast. My name is Caleb. I'm joined by my co-host Cal, like always. Hey, it's me. We're it's, here. We're here. Yep. Episode four. Man, we are committed to the bit at this point. So, all right. Today is a little bit. I say. I'd say a little bit different, but like we've done three episodes, so I can't
1: different, it, but same. Same.
0: It's different, but same. Same. Yeah. We're not doing a bunch of different creatures, though. Absolutely I'm not! not. Never no, no, again!
1: Never again! Never again! This
0: is uh one, and I don't even know if we can call it really a creature at first. We at have, first, we have a few ideas, but however, this is our first
1: plant. Plant, and I'm not sure the first of how many. Yes, yeah. you know there aren't too many. I was thinking plant about that, like cryptids, how many creatures?
0: Yeah, how many plant cryptids are there? There's a sore lack of plant cryptids.
1: I mean, there are the things that people talk about in the Sargasso sea of like, oh yeah, the weed beds are sentient and it'll trap your ship in because it's malicious. Right. We're not talking about that. Or like just fairy rings in general. Yeah. But well, that's, that's not a plan. That's, that's a all. Fey. That's
0: all fae. Oops, all Fay. <laughs> Always has been. Um what else? Oh, there's like the 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 real one, the the, the giant mushroom under the ground yeah
1: oh oh we should have researched that the big old i mean this has nothing to do with this but giant mushrooms cool but to be able to name drop it accurately true it's it's one giant mycelioid colony that all okay. the little mushrooms you see yeah, on yeah the look the I, I got list. the internet yeah. Ooh. giant
0: north american uh Talk to them, make yep. them...
1: I'm talking, I'm doing talking. <laughs> yeah, for people who don't know mushrooms, the little bit you see is not even the tip of the iceberg. They're all connected underground oh. by uh, mycelium, mycelia. That sounds about right. Yep, and it's one organism. So every mushroom you see in a forest, as provided it's the same species, is one organism. And there's one, specifically, that is... Either the largest or the second largest single organism. It on is Earth. called uh, bu-buh. wait, hold up,
0: 110 foot long? No, 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 no. There's, no, Yeah, there's giant. A big one. This one right here. Because I was just talking about the blue whale. Right. This is talking about the Armillaria ostoye, which is
1: 2,384 acres of uh, the the of land. Which is just mushrooms. One organism. And as this, it's a big boy.
0: This article sc- calls it this humongous fungus. This person had too oh, much fun.
1: Oh, they, 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 they did. didn't. They, they did. didn't. They did. They did it. A hundred, one thousand six hundred
0: sixty-five football fields. Which, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of America for never using the uh, anything but the metric. Anything system. but the metric it's, system. It's
1: empirical
0: or bust. They Absolutely, do we use. Acres and football fields be beat. Uh, How many ball deals is that?
1: I'm not going to find out. Well, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but yeah, today we are talking about the Yate Vio, the y- carnivorous tree. Yate Vio. Now,
0: in terms of legend, there's things with more legend. Not it's true. Not as, though, this isn't as little as the Hide Behind, which was like two pamphlets and like a post it note worth of information. Mm hmm which we still stretched out to an hour so you know we that's absolutely pretty good did. this is something that actually can be dated back to a time this is uh first attested to be in 1874 right where it was written by a uh person a character of uh, known as Edmund Spencer for the New York uh, New York World mhm now night uh 18, sorry i said 1864 1874 74 74 Now, this was on there, and it talked about uh, crazy sacrifices and things going on in Madagascar and South Africa. South Africa?
1: Yeah, South Africa, South America. Which came a little later. Yeah. But it was added as an amendment. Yes. Um,
0: Now, the description, as it says, to quote the um, account from the, uh, I believe it was the South Australian Register. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but at least the book or the the article in New York World Mm -hmm. says the slender, delicate palpy with the fury of stave serpents starved, starved Starved serpents. Wow. I'm going to start over. The slender, delicate palpy with the fury of starved serpents quivered a moment over her head. Then, as if instinct with demonic intelligence fastened upon her in sudden coils, round and round her neck and arms. Then, while her awful screams and yet more awful laughter rose wildly to be instantly strangled down again into a gurgling moan. The tendrils, one after another, like great green serpents with brutal energy and infernal rapidity, rose, retracted themselves, and wrapped her about in fold after fold ever tightening with cruel swiftness and savage tenacity of anacondas fastening upon their prey. That's a plant. That's a plant. That's a plant. Talking about a tree. And it's called the the Yatevio, which uh, is
1: because of the sound that it's supposed to make. Yeah, it hisses or almost whispers, according to some of the descriptions. And that translates to Caleb Do the Honors. I already see you. <laughs> I already see you.
0: The, which is a Spanish word.
1: Yeah. 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 But yeah. that carries so much menace with it. Yeah.
0: Imagine oh, just. just- you're walking down in the park, and just the plant is just waving like a wacky wave, and inflatable arm flailing tube and just going. Yeah, they feel. It's like oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, i back inside. Around. I'm gonna go, go back home. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I watch Breaking Bad. I, I, I got time for this, Jesse.
1: Jesse. All right. <laughs> so that's that's our boy. And then uh, the amended account that came a little bit later that put it outside of Mag- Madagascar and in uh, Africa and South America, did add on that uh, this this tree, this plant, whatever it is, has venomous spines covering its branches. Would they be venomous or poisonous? That actually depends on the spine. It could be a poisonous spine where the poison's on the exterior of the spine, right? and it pokes you and then you get the poison. Yeah. Venom specifically is the injection so now, like a stonefish
0: without without being a little too you know spoilery right according to our little ideas before recording oh yeah it it's probably venomous i would agree yeah i would agree so after that um it also just talks about how it looks like uh Many huge serpents in an angry discussion, occasionally darting from side to side
1: as if striking at an imaginary foe. The snake-like descriptions are common here, and I think that's an interesting theme for a tree to follow.
0: There's also pictures that I cannot use in the edit of this video. No. Well, at least for our YouTube uh, enjoyers here. Uh, Yeah, there's quite a few pictures that just have massive titties mm, and mm. that that youtube's
1: not a big fan of unless it's like I yoga mean, there's, videos there's the one that we probably won't be able to use unless somehow Caleb censors uh a lot there is a very common theme of seeing either a group of people witnessing a person being caught up in it there's a lot of women who this tree eats yep this this tree is
0: well they do say about uh sacrifices they Yeah sacrifice performed by the Nkoro tribe of Madagascar, which <laughs> I have no idea if that's real or not. Obviously, that's this what is the a... account
1: says. I think it was later said to be either a hoax or there is no such tribe. Right. But that does come up with an interesting point of, let's say, theoretically, this thing existed. I'm not sure if it does. Well, um, yeah. Probably not. That's but... kind of everything that we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, theoretically, if it did exist... That's only the discovery date being 19, 1874. Well, yeah, everything right. you know, you know already existed is like, it's not like someone spawned one in and it's like, oh, we got we we mm, got a big tree playing in Gary's mom <laughs> mm, mm.
0: <laughs> Well, so after that, like what it really could be, right? Trees, if you didn't know, you know, if you've been living in a hole for far too long, uh, trees don't really move like serpents, no, uh. Closest you get are those those uh those plants that grab insects.
1: Not not like the you know, the ones that are little tendrils. Oh yeah, sundew. Sundew. I yeah. love sundew. That's my favorite carnivorous plant. They're fun. I mean, yeah, we it is described as being around the size of a tree. But the images do more of a large bush kind of thing. Where it, it's got a stump and then everything above the probably about one meter two and a half feet three feet mark is all snakes and not not literal snakes more vines grasping vines yeah images of snakes which
0: it looks like a tentacruel i will be honest tentacruel tentacruel the pokemon oh yeah the one with just the eyes in it mm. and it's just a mass of everything tentacles. else is just noodles i think it's got little red boots mm. it's fun mm. Um, <laughs> He's got the J's. He's got the J's. Gonna increase your J's by a man. <laughs> the Yatevo with the J's.
1: I don't want to see him shuffling around. <laughs> He's walking, going to go get a sandwich. But yeah, yeah. I mean, carnivorous plants are def- definitely an option. Uh, a lot of them can move, and it's activated usually on trigger hairs. Like a Venus flytrap only close after something's touching three or more of its triggering hairs and it'll snap shut. Right, and the more that it moves, the more it closes and it's exactly. pretty neat like yeah. that. Big uh, fan. Things like sundew are more the vibration responsive, so you get in it and it will fold over and over and over the more something struggles. Uh, then you get things like bladderwort, which is a an aquatic carnivorous plant hmm. which uh when it also has a trigger hair mechanism but they have a sealed pocket of gas that when a small fish or a copepod pod or a tadpole will bump into the uh the it functions something like a pitcher plant of the the front of the pod will open inward Allowing the water to pour into the gas pocket, take the fish with it, and then seal back. That's all, I didn't know there was like a, a the inverse
0: pitcher plant. Yeah, that's cool. I've never heard of that one. That's that's ah, yeah. that's so neat. See, I love it when nature comes up with traps because mm-hmm. it means I don't have to think as much. <laughs> yeah, Caleb is definitely it's the, like the a trap man. It's like a hole, but in water. It's genius. Mm, I'm gonna mm. catch a manatee with it. Um, so,
1: <laughs> not the manatee. What did the manatee do to you? I thought it was a mermaid. You thought it was a mermaid. I thought it was a mermaid. We're gonna talk about mermaids soon, and we're gonna talk about manatees alongside those mermaids. Probably that's that's the mistaken identity. Moving on, moving past that. Um, I don't think that uh, the Yatevio. Is a plant, right? Yeah, because I kind of gave you a sneak peek into what I'm you thinking. Did
0: give me a sneak peek, and it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, you gonna you
1: gonna say what it is? I'm, I'm
0: gonna let you have the honors. Here. I'm
1: gonna lay it down. It was your idea, so we're all listening to this podcast. I I hope that most of you are familiar with sea anemones, 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 sea enemies, 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 enemies of the sea, enemies of the sea. Those guys. Those little guys. Anemone. 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 They're made of polyps. Or they are polyps. They're real... They usually don't get that big. Uh, You do see carpet anemones and such that get a little bit bigger, but without that signature stump at the bottom. Right. And, you know, the look fits because they got tentacles up there. And if there's something close to an anemone an enemy, I'm actually not sure which, uh, it gets stuck and the tentacles wrap around it and they have venomous spines on them to an extent. We, I, I'll talk about that in a little bit longer. Uh, and you know, it fits the vibe, I think. Right. your okay, yeah. thoughts?
0: Well, it it honestly, it, it works so well. And the great thing about... Um, speculative biology is that we can hand wave a whole lot of things away. <laughs> yeah. Because what we're discussing here is a large, very large, very large. terrestrial uh, sea anemone, yeah. which is one, so cool, because it's so different from so many other things, mm-hmm. right? And it's like something you'd see in like Skull Island, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want one. Um, but two, it If you just start thinking of it from like a logical, like, well, this could happen and this and this and this could happen. It starts to make a lot of sense why it would look more like a plant. It's built up a, you know, it's got a harder exterior so that it
1: can't be damaged from, you know. Little chewing parasites and things. Parasites. But that, that is our obstacle here is getting an anemone to... Function on land. And we could work that in a few ways. If it still has a gill cavity, it could catch rainwater, mm. which that would, wouldn't would be a problem in for the South American variety. Africa, then you get into a little bit more of a, hmm, where's the, where's the water going to come from? Uh, they could pull water up in more of a plant-adjacent method. I'm sure that anemones don't do that. But this thing has theoretically had... A million or two mil. Well, well Nadarians are old. Mm. They're older than any vertebrate. They're older than fish. So
0: anything goes for
1: them, is what you're telling me. <laughs> I mean, we've got a lot of evolutionary years to work with here. Right. So it would depend on what pressures were forcing them to evolve to be land dwelling. What if which,
0: they had lungs?
1: That's also possible. And it's a tree with lungs. I. What if it breathes through its skin like a frog? Skin breathing is a good uh, Yeah, I like that.
0: It's like a frog. It breathes through its skin and it it lives near. I mean, it's supposed to say it lives near or like Madagascar, right? Hmm. Which is pretty. Uh, would you agree that Madagascar is pretty dang tropical? Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. surrounded by water. There's a lot of. Tropical things going on, mm-hmm. rainforest or jungle or all that. So I would say access to water, not exactly a difficult thing for no. the uh, that region to come across. And if it's in South Africa, um, it would probably be region locked to uh, places with a lot of water. Wet areas. Wet areas, exactly. Yeah. Maybe even close to ocean or yeah.
1: sea areas. I mean, here's an interesting How would thing. it get inland? Here's the interesting thing. Theoretically, it can move. Yeah, I was thinking about that because... Because anemones have something called a holdfast, which is like their anchor to whatever part of a reef they're sticking to. Some of them can let that go voluntarily... And there's a really funny little video of an anemone swimming. Yeah, I was just he, thinking of that. does a little that. wiggle back and <laughs> just, forth. Y- 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 uh, but they can also kind of creep and crawl, sort of snail-esque along right. reef rocks. And so, theoretically, if this thing can support its weight, I'm sure it can retract its tentacles because that's something that polyps can do are you suggesting
0: that it has weird polyp roots that it used to walk across land oh i'm not talking about
1: tube feet no polyps Mm -hmm. are the tent well you know what i mean though yeah it would be much more of a smooth surface kind of gliding oh it's like a big old snail basically a snail yeah and so you you're theoretically walking down a jungle path and you've walked it every day of your life And now today there's something different. There's a stump in the way, and you're like, hey, stump, you go away. And then an explosion of tentacles go into your face, and you've been envenomated, paralyzed. There are, uh, oh, what are they called? Uh, Nematocysts all up in your skin, Mm. and now it's going to eat you.
0: God, just, that's how I want to go.
1: That's not how I want (laughs) to (laughs) go. Caleb, I, I to should get, I, I even ask? to be ask? the
0: most painful way possible. That I sounds want to skydive into terrible. an active volcano. That sounds cool. Right? I want, to, I want to be written... I want my obituary paper to be far too long. Narrated by Morgan Freeman. Narrated, Yeah, because he will be around for forever. Uh, rest for... He will narrate the end of the universe. I think we talked about that All last we did. time. Oh, we did. That's why I'm bringing it back.
1: <laughs>
0: God bless. All right, so... giant terrestrial anemone that crawls
1: limited movement limited
0: movement of a snail imagine seeing a massive like three foot wide snail trail through the jungle
1: i don't like that (laughs) but the big boy snails yeah
0: Now I'm just thinking of, like, giant
1: predatory snails. There is an an amazing short story. I forget the author and I feel bad. It's called The Quest for Blank Claverini. Quest? Yeah, The Quest for Blank Claverini. And it's about a scientist who goes to an isolated island where there are... Bill Chance. Bill Chance. Bill Chance is the author. Where there are big snails. And he's trying to... He's naming it after himself. As you do. But there's a reason that this snail is named Blank, because he can't decide on the name, and then as the story goes on, they get a little bit more and more dangerous, and he's like, hmm, maybe I should leave the island. I will leave the ending up to the readers, because it's a great story. I'm gonna have to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Quest for Blank Caverini. Claverini. It's a good story. Good story. Nice. But yeah, big, big scary jungle snail trails. Maybe don't follow them. Because you might find a giant snail or a hungry tree.
0: Now, you know something that would be really interesting? Hmm. Much like how anemones have, like, uh, clownfish. I was going to say Nemo for a second. I mean, I, both I, are applicable. Both are applicable, but one makes me sound like I'm 12. Hmm. Um <laughs> Clownfish that are have a symbiotic relationship with the anemone. Could you imagine like birds that had a symbiotic relationship with
1: the uh well, the uh yatevio? Yeah would be a little bit more difficult because uh, clownfish survive anemone tentacles by having a very thick layer of mucus, mm. or, which is something that a lot of fish have on clownfish. It's really developed so that the uh, the coiled stinging cells, the nematocysts, can't penetrate their skin because otherwise the anemone would eat them. I see. So what you're saying is if I want to survive sea uh, anemone, I need to
0: sneeze on myself.
1: Yeah. A lot. I mean, they're... You can hold hands with a lot of kinds of anemone, like on the beaches of California and, Oregon yeah. and wherever else. Uh, their stingers don't penetrate deep enough to inject venom. They'll just kind of get into your skin. Right. Like the surface layer. And it's cool. It's a funky sensation. I've put my fingers and... In various ocean holes before that is a sentence that I don't <laughs> like I've been to the tide pools tide pools are cool I have experience so yeah, this is bringing the tide pool to your to your jungle to your jungle doorstep are you welcome are you ready for the jungle tide pool mm. the jungle juice that's a cool idea for an ecological niche that's world building things we'll, we'll think about we'll that. we'll think about that later uh, um, just the jungle juice <laughs> yeah here's here's another here's another thought. Uh, it would need camouflage. And well, so are it is we... camouflage. It's a giant tree thing yeah. covered in. So are some we sort of keratin? Are we saying that? Yeah, because we're you. Well, if we're going shell, snail like, I mean, it's still a polyp. It can't really be a snail.
0: No, no, no. I'm not. Well, okay, yeah. But what if it grew a
1: quasi shell? around it. I think a shell around the base is not out of the question because yeah. what's another well-known polyp? Coral. Right. And so poor coral have their coral skeletons Ooh. that they build on top of.
0: Could you imagine it
1: building a coral structure that takes the look of of bark? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking with the <laughs> camouflage. Because uh, coral, the living layer is on top of all of the dead layers because right. they have an endoskeleton, which is interesting for an invertebrate because it counteracts the definition of their name. There are no bones or no spine. So what I'm thinking is maybe the Yatevio has an exoskeleton instead. Mm. It goes through a little bit of an evolutionary backflip, and now it grows that coral skeleton, that pretty dense coral skeleton on the outside. So what about the polyps? themselves because i think it's polyp singular we could make it colonial or polyp singular or yeah. the, the the tentacles i'm thinking one mouth which would be one polyp that would make sense yeah the mm-hmm. tentacles i mean as a polyp it can retract them which is cool uh but i mean
0: if... well would the with the tentacles themselves or the arms whatever the heck you want to call them yeah would they have a exoskeleton no
1: not that one. It would only apply to the base because everything else, it can retract, which right. takes care of its parasite problems and whatever else. I do have an interesting idea for the tentacles. Because mm. what's another thing that... Uh, I Okay, I have three good ideas now. Okay. Alright, one at a time. Firstly, uh, coral polyps, anemones sometimes are known to uh, have symbiosis with uh, algae, mm. and so this one could theoretically photosynthesize for some of its prote- some of its energy, which is much like what carnivorous plants do. I just came up with an idea as well. Let's hear it. Okay. You do yours, and then I'll do mine. Okay. One.
0: Okay. So we're talking about, or I was saying something about uh, symbiotic relationship with the anemone and birds. They don't really make mucus layers.
1: Yeah, they do have pretty thick scales, what but about, if it's piercing humans, then... then what about like something like salamanders? Ooh,
0: right. Could you imagine okay. a tree full of little guys? Little guys, little salamander guys, and mm. they they keep the 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 inside of the
1: anemone free from. Uh, they like eat little mites and whatever. They yeah, get they eat there.
0: mites and they protect them from other creatures. I
1: like that. Right?
0: So, you know, the little parasites or whatnot that try to get into the, uh, yet the veal, um that could actually hurt it, mm. they, they don't because there's a bunch of little guys inside. There's a little, uh, uh, I, like,
1: yeah, I imagine you cut one open, you just see a bunch of little sad salamander faces like, man, that was a house. <laughs> what do they do mm. now? That would also lead to interesting uh, cultural developments in those kind of cultures where these things would be prevalent because you see that yellow salamander with the purple and blue spots and you say oh that's a bad omen that's yeah. a bad omen. there's something well but, also if there's a lot of them living, like
0: what if there's like a communal lizards or cloning lizards or they could it have is... to be salamanders yeah you know what I mean salamanders yeah, 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 yeah. amphibians not reptiles not reptiles um
1: the, but that idea of like a bunch of snakes they mm. have heads. Yeah. I so see when you went off with the salamanders, oh what about like an eel, terrestrial eels? Because you that's do. just that's just a off brand snake. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean they if we're doing amphibians, there are uh, they're called sirens, which are oh. very, very long uh sometimes legless salamanders, sometimes they have two little front legs, much like a lindworm. Yeah, siren amphibian. Or, or even a Sicilian that an is even easier one that is a little guy yeah so it's they're real they're real cute huh yeah they're cool uh, but no that's a lot of options although what I do like <laughs> about the uh, salamander idea is that that gives us our our whispering
0: because mm. they could
1: do little little, little salamander vocalizations like now <whistles> yeah, that's Aww. more of a baby crocodile. I don't know how salamanders sound. Do they have? They can they can do a uh, quartz Yeah. Well, I mean, they can make a sound much the same way as a frog. Uh, a sound. Not to the same extent, but in a kind of a similar manner. Yeah, and I
0: we could imagine that these um, salamanders would have evolved alongside this thing. Yeah. In a way, so we're just. We're just building a salamander now. I mean that's we've gone thing. from Yatevio to we're building salamander.
1: Yeah. I got something else for the Yatevio. Okay, shoot. Alright. Another thing that corals and polyps and anemones and all that I think they're ordered in the area. same as jellyfish. I'm pretty sure. I'm okay. Not hundred percent sure. Invertebrates not my area of expertise. If
0: you're incorrect, I shall put something
1: in the edit. Absolutely. As I always do. Another thing they're known for is bioluminescence. And you know we like our oh, bioluminescence. Oh dude, I
0: love bioluminescence. So imagine
1: it's nighttime and birds are flying around looking for looking for places to roost or whatever and they're like, "What is up with those wavy blue lights? Is there a wacky waving inflatable tube man down there?" And then they'll go and see what looks like a tree and try to land and there they go. So they mainly probably eat Birds. Birds, maybe curious grazing animals. I'm sure if they're I'm strong sure. enough to take a person, they can take a deer. Yeah, that's true. Or a, if you're in Africa, like a...
0: Well, I don't know about South Africa, but... like Antelope.
1: Antelope. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Okapi. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. And... Well, no, I'm thinking of Tasmania. Never mind. Hmm, what were you going to say? I was just thinking small mammals. I don't, yeah. I don't really know the life on...
1: Madagascar a whole
0: yeah, lot lemurs, there's a lot of lemurs lemurs lemurs,
1: lemurs oh dude because they jump from tree to tree lemurs too. absolutely King Julian this, is getting demolished
0: this thing would be
1: perfect in this environment yeah absolutely because it looks like a tree yeah. and uh, being uh, semi-photosynthetic having mm. that algae in its tentacles gives them a nice green tint which it's maybe true. maybe it could slightly change the color of them which would also help but you know it is there a lot of... I mean, this is kind of a dumb question. I'm just thinking of, like, Madagascar. And again, yeah. I have
0: nothing idea about Madagascar, but I'm thinking like, moss.
1: Moss, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as I know, there's moss on trees. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, moss is moss, but... Yeah. it. I don't But algae to moss, to... like, it looks yeah. kind of similar. It's, I mean, it's, it's the color. It's the color. Yeah. Lemurs are not the smartest as, <laughs> no. as far as primates go. And, uh... Hmm. I mean, even a grazing animal, which you wouldn't see on Madagascar, right? but even a grazing animal, if it bites into a tentacle, that's going to be enough for the pressure response to go. Other tentacles latch on, and then the one that got bitten grows back in a few weeks.
0: What about, so we have three different locations right. for these Yetevio. mm mm-hmm. What about different evolutionary changes between the three?
1: I like that. Now,
0: I think the Madagascar one and the South African one would be similar to each other because they're real close because together. Because they're real close together, but the South African one South to American. the South American one mm. would be very different from each other. Yeah, because
1: it's a different whole different hemisphere. Yeah, even. So what, what do we what do we think would change? Probably a height? thicker a thicker shell. Because in South America, you have things like army ants, Mm. which if they found a meaty source of protein, they're going to try chewing that. Which maybe instead of salamanders, poison dart frogs.
0: Because they're good at eating ants. You're right.
1: And there would have to be a kind of mutual immunity between, I mean, it also applies to salamanders, but between the digestive enzymes inside the anemone. And then the frog's toxins. Right, right. But that would be a good defense mechanism. And, I mean... Well, yeah. Hmm. I feel like,
0: what if this one, right, when it it grows a bit mm-hmm. and it starts developing that coral-esque armor yeah. around it? What if the one in South America, because it has those other predators, it's
1: less mobile? mm more, right. more of a tank, more of a stationary, yeah, more stationary plant element. on a game trail and stay there. Yeah, yeah. So it deals less with, uh, like,
0: army ants and stuff like that. I'm just imagining this thing like opening up, right? Like it's a stump on the yeah. ground, right? And it's got basically like a trap door like over top of it. Yeah. And it opens up, and all these like tentacles come mm. out, arms start waving or grabbing things or whatnot. Yeah.
1: I really like that.
0: No, it doesn't have...
1: Obviously, it doesn't have, like, eyes or anything. No, it would... uh, The difficult part, because anemones hunt through a combination of chemical sensing. Right. So, essentially, scent. And then, uh, pressure response. So, something touches them and they... Right. That's... Another thing is that uh, nematocysts are not voluntary. So, if you touch... A jellyfish's tentacle, it doesn't matter if they want to sting you or not. I mean, they don't have a brain, so they can't right. really want to do anything. But you touch an nematocyst and it fires.
0: Okay, so how does that make it difficult? What well, were you just saying?
1: Oh, I've lost my train of thought. I'm doing a stupid. Okay. Um, it makes It makes it difficult because... Because... This is sad. <laughs> no thoughts head empty. No thoughts head empty. So I, I've spent my creature points for the day. I oh guess. dang! You gotta refill that. You gotta play spore. Mm. <laughs> oh, the complexity meter, my nemesis. <laughs> um. So, well,
0: talk. Let's talk about scent, right? Because right. that's that's something else. We have. Are we saying that our terrestrial anemone has a big old schnoz on it?
1: I mean, that would go hand-in-hand hand with a pair of lungs if we're going to have it breathe that way. We did put it in proximity to water. Right. Which maybe means that the one in the Amazon or South America gets bigger because it has so much more access to rainfall. Oh, could you imagine one of these things taking out, like, a, 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 a caiman? <sighs> yeah, that's another thing because... Ooh! Semi-aquatic. Well, semi-aquatic, but it's, it's going to lock on the same game trail. But in South America, you have flooded forests. Oh, yeah. Where seasonally, with the wet season, could you imagine you see like, whole trees. Like, I already don't want to go swimming in the Amazon. Could you imagine it
0: with these? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. You just get grabbed by a giant semi-aquatic freaking... Anem- could you imagine this thing opening up like a water devil in a hunt
1: showdown? <laughs> God, that would be horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a... That's a view. That's a thing. Dude, this story is going to go hard. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. I'm, I'm looking forward to these options. Uh, see... Okay. Here's, here's another thought. Because head no longer empty. No. Oh, dang. We're getting refills. Reproduction. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Also, oh, so reproduction, but also I want to talk about, like, how it gets places yeah right because the South African one or Madagascar one we got this like little snail trail thing going on yeah but you know so I'm thinking like ugh, I feel like South I'm not gonna say South America is more dangerous but I mean mm, mm, it's so, less mic, more micro predators
1: yes yes and no I mean Madagascar it's only competitors are things like FUSA and maybe crocodiles? I'm not sure. There might be dwarf crocodiles in Madagascar. Uh, South Africa, since we're putting it in jungles, it's up against primarily leopards. Hmm. Leopards and, I guess, other cats are the main... They would probably know there. better. Yeah, look, cats are smart enough to see the signs and walk away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That uh oh boy look that's, at him that's Madagascar oh look at him I don't I don't want that I'm not so sure about him that, but that no, guy uh, that's just a Nile that's a Nile croc I'd take that with a grain of salt I think you're in denial <laughs> I would <laughs> I would rather be in d Amazon than denial that's to be perfectly honest I I'll don't, take my
0: would you rather swim in the place where you get the
1: weird fish that goes up your... Oh, your, not the candy-roo. Yeah.
0: You want the candy-roo uh, or do you want
1: the the, the caiman? That's a crocodile. How dare you? That's the crocodile. Yeah. That's the capital crocodile. C. That's Nile crocodile. Do you want the Nile or do you
0: want the the, the candy-roo?
1: I'll take my chances with the candy-roo at that point. Dang. We're a Speedo. <laughs> a really tight Speedo. A real speedo. tight Speedo. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Gross. What, else would I, what else was I on about? Uh, uh, we were talking about reproduction but, yeah reproduction. So how do traditionally you... yeah anemones reproduce by one of two methods they can either split themselves along a center seam and then you end up with two anemone mm-hmm. or uh, the method that I believe hydras use, not your mythical hydra yeah yeah' the, don't, the other ones the itty bitty microscopic. Uh, moss piglet adjacent ones, right? Um, re- reproduced by budding, where another smaller anemone appears on the side of the big one's trunk, and then it splits off and it goes along its merry way. That's what I was thinking yeah. about this guy was if it
0: because I feel like it'd be kind of difficult for it to um, split in half mm-hmm. because of how especially with the shells, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking if it grew smaller versions of itself yeah. on its, like, arms or so something. I already have my idea and I'm wondering if you'll catch on. Is it going to just throw them as hard as it can?
1: That would be funny. <laughs> just, But no.
0: Oh, so I'm just thinking, so it gets these little... little uh, Throws little them ropes. at you like a face hugger? No, it doesn't throw them at you. That's how it gets them so they don't compete with each other? Just slingshots them? So, like, these uh, ideas of them, like, Swinging in different directions with no yeah, the thing, yeah. they're actually throwing
1: baby, Their little babies, little babies in random directions. Ooh, imagine, okay, so now, now I like this idea enough to where I'll speculate on it. <laughs> um, imagine <laughs> if the specifically South American variety, since they don't move, yeah, uh, the babies just stay where they stick. So you could get a uh, a yatévio on the side of a tree just hanging around i imagine it's similar to
0: like most predators that aren't mammals where it's like oh yeah the
1: the older it is the bigger it gets
0: good things come to those who
1: wait yeah and, and so indeterminate growth biological immortality all that yeah stuff. so
0: i'm thinking like a one on a tree might stay small maybe Right. In the the one, goldfish grows as big as a tank situation. Yeah. or the one that ends up in, like, the perfect Goldilocks, like, river oh area no. mangrove-esque, you know, yeah. like, place might just take up. Swamp Kraken. Yeah, Swamp... Oh, the Swamp Kraken. Could you imagine one of these things in Florida? Oh, no. Let's not make Florida any worse <laughs> than it is. Welcome to the... Fl- walking out in my Swamp Stomper's gonna go see the the... the the swamp puppies got got mm. a got a, fo- got a swamp kraken. Mm. Oh
1: jeez. All right. Now, here's my second idea. Okay. Uh, also using budding. They bud. They get a lot of little guys uh-huh. all up on all up on their sides and then in flood season when the flooded forest fills up, all the little ones pop off and they swim away doing their little anemone dance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because then they'd cover out a pretty wide area. It's a very specific it's not, region, though. It's not as fun as flooding. Or not as fun as throwing, excuse Right. Me. I do like the throwing. Maybe they do both.
0: Well, this is assuming that there's only one species in the entirety of South America.
1: That's true. Could I'm, you imagine, like, because maybe there's uh, more... <laughs> You get your smaller ones that hang on the undersides of trees, branches, and birds. You get your really big ones that live in the river. I imagine the ones that um,
0: that throw the throwing Mm. throwing anemones are uh, uh, smaller Mm. than the others, right? Or at least they start their their average is smaller than the the ones that swim because those ones can find the perfect place, land there, and then grow big. And maybe maybe they. Those ones reproduce a little bit slower than mm. the uh, the flingers,
1: yeah, because they can't do it constantly. Yeah,
0: and then what about
1: what would be a a predator for the Evolve? I think that their largest opposition would be uh, like pests. Essentially, mm. I mean, you look at army ants; those are an easy one. But then also like I don't know, weevils. No, nah, weevils are more of a fruit. Yeah. See, any. I mean, ants themselves are probably enough. They're let's really be good at what they do. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> things like a jaguar or an ocelot or any kind of larger land predator in that area. Ocelots aren't that large, but I'm working with what I have in South America. Right, um, but the, not, the problem comes with the, the amount the toxin. of meat is not worth it for trying to scratch the rock hard skeletal shell of this thing and then getting your face full of tentacles that maybe pull you in and eat you. Right. On.
0: Well, that would be the bigger ones, but I'm talking to the babies, right? I'm thinking yeah. like a, like a, this is a time in the year when they do this. And thus we have kind of like a, um, a bonanza, a bonanza. We've kind got, of a, we've a got the BBC turtles. Yeah. Head. I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. A baby sea turtle event where everything
1: and their their grandma's there to feast on baby sea turtles. Yeah, I mean, in that case, anything's just going to scoop them up. I'm sure a jaguar would be good at that because they have that really powerful bite force. Right.
0: Now, again, if you, eat, if you eat one,
1: it might be a little... I mean, it's only going to be bad for as long as the stinging cells are active. Right and well, so these are baby ones, so yeah. maybe they're
0: probably less potent than their a lot weaker. Yeah, so maybe it's more like your tongue goes numb. It's spicy.
1: <laughs> it's spicy. It's spicy food uh, for jaguars. Could you imagine
0: the uh, the effect on local cu- like cuisine? <laughs> like you imagine people eating these? Yeah,
1: that's interesting. Spicy, it's just the meat spicy. Like, why mm. is it spicy? Ooh, another another cultural thing. Imagine if the dart frogs that have symbiosis with the uh the south american ones imagine if their toxins are different mm. so you see uh tribes down there going through really rigorous efforts to collect those dart frogs to use for their dart guns oh yeah things yeah like that what if um <laughs> you know <laughs> hmm. you
0: said their toxins were different and the first thing i thought of was like baking soda and vinegar. And I just was imagining them touching the, the, the skin and then just exploding. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know why I thought that, but that's... <laughs> we'll we'll talk about exploding
1: exploding dark frogs. Yeah. I can't think of off the top of my head of a cryptid or mythical creature that makes people explode. What about That'd be fun? A cryptid. Well, we do need to talk about just exploding creatures because I think they're dumb.
0: But yeah, I'm sure there's mythical exploding creatures. I mean, there
1: must be. There's, there has. There's, there's, there's going to be. Sh-
0: they're too. So, they're too common in like folk or uh, pop culture for them yeah. not to exist in folklore. Yeah. Right. So. I think they're dumb. But that's a story for a different
1: time. Um. Oh, you know what it was? Hmm. Troll Hunter. That little mockumentary. Oh, yeah, dude, I w- love when, Troll Hunters. When trolls are past a certain age and they calcify, they just explode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's fun.
0: That was one of them. That's, that's a fantastic fun. movie. Great movie. I recommend it. Okay. All right. Where were we? Um, Reproduction, flinging, different species, cultural
1: impacts, predators... Um, Here's something we haven't talked about, which is probably a pretty easy, quick section, and also transfers into our, uh, how do we kill this thing? Right. Human predation. Probably very much
0: a... uh, Wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time type of... They're not going to run you down.
1: Absolutely not. This
0: isn't like a hide behind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oof. That eye behind his spear. But, you know, this is, this mean, is the opposite. This I mean... Is. You thought maybe, it was a stump.
0: You sat on it. Oh, don't and now, sit on it. You, this is like, like sitting on the army ant nest. Mm. Or the, the fire ant nest. You uh, know? The but 10 out of 10 times worse. You know,
1: I mean, because you're not going to be able to stand up. Because no. once those... The f- trap door opens you. up and you just... <laughs> it's like a mimic. Mm. Oh, exactly. It's like exactly a like a mimic.
0: Because I'm, I, I imagine that. it hides itself as... A tree stump.
1: Yeah. Or, I don't know, I I guess the ones that want grazing animals to bite them would have the tentacles out green, maybe oh, waving, yeah. maybe stationary. True. Probably stationary for the ones that hunt lemurs so that they will grab it and try to swing that it. That
0: is a good point. Yeah, the, the lemur ones would yeah. be...
1: I, humans, humans are smart enough to where, obviously, if we see the tendrils waving and we have an existing knowledge of what this thing is... Avoid, right? But the stump. But tourists, uh, tourists. <laughs> uh, that's something we'll talk about when we get the slide rock boulder mm. going on. F- freaking tourists. Um, Favorite food, tourists. So they don't know what I'm getting
0: at. Like, is that we have basically four different variations of this? At winter. least four, right? We've got the mm-hmm. Madagascar lemur hunters. Yep. We have the trapdoor uh, uh, stump mm-hmm. types. We have the 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 the, uh, uh, the slingers, mm-hmm. and we have the uh, the butters, the flood kraken. Oh no! Yeah, yeah the, the the swamp kraken. Yeah, and we have the swamp kraken. We have four different varieties this of this creature. This is a good episode. It is. <laughs> Alright, so we got here from a tree. We got here from
1: a tree. A vague snake tree.
0: We also have um, little guys symb- we have little guys symbiotic relationships. What if um what if the the poisons that come from the tree frog are the same
1: as the poison? Ooh, like a para- a paralysis nerve agent. Yeah. And then it'll kind of get oh, what you. what about
0: different types of venom? On these, like, what would be beneficial to the tree Hmm. in in a um, because it's not going to chase you down, so it can't be something. It's got to be a nerve agent. Yeah, it's got to be be a a
1: neurotoxin, which is what anemones are known for. Right. Which one do you think would be the most uh,
0: venomous (sighs) of the bunch? Because I'd say the ones that go after grazing animals would have to be the strongest. So, so the South South African one would have the the strongest venom, which Hmm. makes sense. It's Africa. It's where all the other most venomous things in the world are. Yeah. For the Australia would like
1: Australia would like your number. Black mamba. <laughs> Tiger snake. Okay, that's. Taipan. That's fair. Do I that's have to fair. drop the
0: number? No, no I'm,
1: no, I'm dropping the number. Okay. The you're right. Inland Taipan, <laughs> most venomous land snake in the world. Uh, one drop of its venom, one hundred dead men. Dang. I'm sa- that's the number. Or Dang. Or, or or sixteen. Thousand mice. One drop. Dude, I just gotta get some Taipan that I'm dealing with my rat problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Taipans, tiger snakes, <laughs> brown snake, which clots your blood so well that it just stops moving altogether. Oh. Well, I learned something new today. Australia. 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 Go. Don't go there. Yeah. People, <laughs> people do kind of talk up Australia because it's got a lot of small venomous things. Not a lot of big bitey things until you go in the water. Right. Uh, Africa is the land of megafauna. You're, you're going to be run down and maybe eaten alive, maybe not. Hope for a cat. Gourd. Don't get eaten by a dog. Yeah, Gourd, Widowmakers. Not Widowmaker Tree, but Widowmaker Cape Buffalo. Mm. Uh, hippos. 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 Just hippos Five, and 500 in people, people a year. Hippos. I don't like hippos. They make me angry. They are big and silly. They're big, silly guys. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Alright, so, what else? Do we have anything else? Nothing else before we talk about how you would kill this thing. Well, that's simple enough. Simple enough. It's not going anywhere. It can't move. I honestly... It's not
0: going to light on fire, because it's not... I think it's
1: slippery. It's It's kind of slimy.
0: It's probably pretty slimy. It's probably not going to light very well. But fire would probably be your best bet when dealing with one of these. Poke
1: it with a really long spear.
0: Maybe again, it's 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 like a snail.
1: So the difficult thing, and you're not going to really get through that coral. Yeah, the difficult thing is going to be damaging it with because it has one organ and it's a stomach. Here the I, gills are cut off to the side maybe the gills how about this drop a big rock in it yeah starve it yeah
0: oh man it's uh so people deal with the like modern day right mm. uh local people deal with the uh the uh, the the the, 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 the yatevo yatevio with by um by just like attack take a tarp and mm. throwing it over top of it. <laughs> you and just nailing it them down. up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You just it's like dealing with a bot fly. And then you you sit on it and it's the funny it's like a waterbed. <laughs> I recommend that one. Yeah, but they not.
0: wouldn't be able to get through the, the tarp. Yeah. Right? So it would just starve to death and then you just have a dead one. Yeah.
1: And you can eat a meat. Although Maybe I don't know. Anemones mean. aren't great eating. No. I know, I think some cultures eat them.
0: But this isn't this isn't a Aquatic. This is a terrestrial. True. So it might be different. Also macro predatory. It's eaten whole steaks. Yeah, yeah. So it probably tastes be- better. Well, maybe. Guarantee guarantee Predator more, more protein. Predators are not um, tasty. That's true. Um, they have a lot of iron. Yeah. Or not iron, but uh, different things in them that make I mean, them gross. Sometimes ammonia. Uh, ammonia is fish. I don't. I think. Well, let's just go with sharks. Like, you don't want to eat a shark. Don't eat sharks. Don't eat, sharks. don't eat sharks. China? Looking at you. Stop it.
1: Leave them alone. Those fins are not worth it.
0: No. Mm -mm. Leave them alone. Leave the boys alone. I like them. Um, Sea puppies. But, yeah, throw a tarp over it. Nail it down. Nail it down well. Stake it down. Yeah. Don't Uh, waste time trying to poke it because you can't really do meaningful damage. No, that might be only for the South American ones.
1: That's true. Because those ones don't really move. Mm. Now for the... I mean... Regardless of their ability to move, they're not going to move fast. Well, you know, but they might be able to
0: get out of a tarp. That's true. Right. Unless it's really staked down. But if you're in Madagascar and you're dealing with them, what does salt? Well, it wouldn't do anything to an anemone. Well, like what about like in a terrestrial environment?
1: Because I think think snails. I think salt would work. You think salt would work? Because what salt does to snails is it dries up their mucous membrane. Right. And then they dehydrate to death. This is another slimy animal. I mean, what, maybe, is, what does salt do to a like a like a salamander? They don't like it. Yeah, give them little chemical burns. I would never advise putting salt on a salamander. Why, why yeah, would I you do that? All, I, I it's it's purely scientific. Okay, that's pure, purely purely terrible person activity Terrible put person salt on salamanders. No, but it's it's a good basis on, to on how a they giant eat. man eating anemone. It would probably, at the very least, force it to retract back into itself. Mm. At most, oh, that's, like, people who walk around as a last-ditch effort, if they grab get grabbed, they have pocket salt. Pocket salt. Imagine, well, imagine, like, just carrying
0: a thing of salt with you wherever you go. Yeah. Just in case you run into one and you're, like, you need to get past it. You just dump some salt on it. and Tentacles it... retract
1: and you walk past real quick. Yeah.
0: Or, like okay, that. so you retract the tentacles, right, back into itself. And then you just stack up some firewood on top of it and light <laughs> it on fire. Yeah. I mean, you might be limited on time, but you can build it around it, I guess. Yeah. Again, the, the problem is, is that
1: it's going to whip those tentacles out and start swinging. I mean, not even, yeah, I guess it could swing. It's basically one of them is going to make contact. It's going to adhere to your skin yeah. because the hooks penetrate and set deep. And start paralyzing you, right? And then the next ten tentacles are going to connect, and, and then the next ten after that, pull you into its and mouth. then you get pulled in, and you get to sit in embarrassed, paralyzed silence as you are slowly digested and suffocated.
0: Bad way to go. So we're going back to Vor.
1: Oh, always back. It to
0: always vor. comes back to Vor. That's terrible. <laughs> Much like the the basilisk, it ends up in Vor. Big snake. Big snake.
1: I like the basilisk.
0: Big anemone. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Yeah. Uh, anything else we can think of? I mean, I mean other ways to deal with it. I mean, not too much. Drop
1: yeah. a drop a big rock.
0: Big from really high up. Yeah, it's like uh, psychopathic children and snails.
1: Yeah. Cuz I'm sure I was that was a psychopathic child <laughs> while the shell <laughs> is probably really dense. Big rock from big tree or yeah. from convenient overhang. Yeah, Definitely throw, throw a rope over with a rock tied to it, pull it up, and
0: then just drop it like a like a guillotine. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Yeah. Uh, so, we got that. We got the tarp method. I like the tarp method. I'm a big fan of the tarp method. Mm. Um, salt as a... to deal with it. And then uh, fire is always good. Fire is universally pretty good. Until we start dealing uh, with, like, salamanders or... Uh, but not the not those salamanders. Yeah, the, the six legged other... salamanders. Yeah, the ones that volcanic The volcanic. The volcano, the fire ones, or dragons, or dragons. Don't advise,
1: advise fire for dragons. Unless it's an ice dragon. Yeah,
0: but that's D anD D, not that's D anD D nonsense. Nonsense. We don't talk about those. Mm. Uh, fire doesn't really work well on sea creatures. No, just because of I mean, the nature of where if, they if are. They're out of water. That's if they're out of water, you've already won, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Uh, dude, what else anything water related fey this is the one cryptid creature beastie who don't dig a hole yeah because then it's going to be in a hole and it's flush with the ground. Could you imagine and when it closes its beak, it's just gone. Could you? Imagine it's a sarlacc.
0: A bunch of like not freedom fighters, but like like rebel or like guerrilla warfare, warfare guys built or like burying a bunch of these oh no. in the ground.
1: Could you it's, imagine Vietnam? <laughs> you're you're with... just walking, and then one of your boys just drops, and you hear him scream, and now he's not screaming anymore.
0: Yeah. Now, so the venom, right? You, it paralyzes you. It would be would it
1: wear off if over time It doesn't or... matter because if you're retracted in there then all the tentacles are with you. Right. Constant in venom. Well
0: I'm saying like if you could get a guy out of it. Probably. Yeah
1: you know, if you I don't know of many venoms that just keep going. Right. Because well, like the a... problem is is like is it a lethal venom? Yeah. Take a blue ring octopus. Yeah. Um the venom will the venom kills you by stopping your breathing, your ability to breathe, that's right. also Your, your diaphragm yeah. stops moving and you that's can't breathe anymore. a fast-acting nerve agent. So I think this could function something like that, where if you are able to ventilate the person and keep them breathing, you could out- outlast the 8, 16 hours, whatever it is, and well, then they well, get breathing. Would more. it really
0: necessarily need a fast-acting one? Yes. Uh, aside from the South, the South African one, because... Half of its ability is to grab something that's and true. hold it. So the 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 nerve agent that's in, introduced into these, the 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 prey would be more of just to keep it from damaging it yeah. while it's while it's being digested. No
1: no efficient predator wants to take damage from its prey. Exactly. But uh, another thing that we can but complexity about, meter complexity <laughs> meter here's here's something that we'll circle back to. Um, And by circle back to, I mean right now, from earlier. uh, Think about one stinger. How many of those one stingers are on one patch of tentacle? Because these stinging cells are microscopic. Right. Well, would they be larger because they're larger? I guess so. But there's a lot of them per square inch of tentacle. And then there's a lot of tentacles. So if you get a brush, if it doesn't stick to you, maybe a little bit of numbing. If you get a slap from the full surface of a tentacle... Maybe you can't move that limb at all, and it's going to slowly spread. And then if you get hit by the full bush, it wraps around you, you're gone. Man, I hate being hit by the full bush. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Hmm.
0: (laughs) Let's see. What else would work well? Chainsaw.
1: Chainsaw. Uh, Well,
0: I don't know how chainsaw works well on coral. You don't dump salt on it and then hit it with a chainsaw. Uh, Chainsaw made him. With like salt crystal blades what, or some <sighs> terrible thing. Like what if that? you just use one of those like those tree trimmers with the, on the long pole? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know how a ch- chainsaw would do against coral though. It's like a rock. Do it with a different blade. concrete saw, different blade. Yeah, concrete saw sawzall. A saw? No, not a sawzall. A, a, a demo blade on a on a concrete saw. Those mm. big boy chains or big boy saws. Demo blade will go through nearly anything. Use that to open up like a safe or something. Yeah. But you just drop one
1: of those on it. A little overkill, I suppose. But I mean, overkill's underrated. Rather rather overkill oh. than get eaten by anemone. What about um anemone. something caustic? Maybe. Uh, it's covered in mucus, and that already has what, kind of a nullifying... What is the mucus, though? Is it a base? Good is question. An acid? Good question. What if you nullify it? That's pour, pour baking soda into the Yatebo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Dump dumb baking soda. We're making a baking soda
1: volcano. That's the scariest volcano I've seen all day. It's just... Overflowing, it's just venom. frothing at the mouth. Just starts spasming everywhere like it, a it's resin Evil monster. It shoots little <laughs> uh, little salamanders out everywhere. There <laughs> fires them. <laughs> That's stupid. Like all right. That. Well, I, I, I think we've said everything we can say. We hit. That hour was the a done. good one. We got there was a lot. There.
0: That's a fun one. That's we're gonna do it like that from now on. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Okay. This has been Snicker podcast. Snicker Snack podcast. Do we have anything um let's see. Well, uh, we uh, we have an Instagram. We we're look, we got a
1: There's we, nothing on the
0: Instagram. there's nothing on it. There's going to be. There's, there's gotta we be. got a I think we got a Twitter. Do we have a Twitter? I think so. I think I was looking through our I think we have a TikTok. Well, well we do have a TikTok. Uh, we will have to talk to our social media manager. She knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, but aside from that, um Again, if you want to follow us, you're going to have to find us. Um, find me in the woods. Find me. The deep dark woods. I, I will have a Mossberg 500. Mm. Um, so good luck. Um, however, aside from that, um, yeah. that This has been Snickersnack. Yep. He, he's been Caleb. He's been Cal. Yeah. And, uh... I don't know stay snickersnackin stay snickersnackin is that really gonna be our go we've said that okay. like three times that's true uh, maybe
1: stay uh, snickersnacks guy guy Gimbal in the wave guy and Gimble in- that's just pretentious I mean we're named after Jabberwock
0: I know but <laughs> cut it oh fraptious day kalu kale.